0: Aloha and good morning. I don't know if you can see this. It's probably in reverse. It's my long ride home coffee cup. We're going through the catechism in a year. What we're doing is we're doing part one of the catechism. This year we'll finish it. And then next year we'll do parts two and four in a year. And then in the next year we'll do part three in a year. So we're in... Article, we're in Article 6, but we're in, page, we're in Chapter 650, uh, uh, paragraph 659. He ascended to heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. What that means when it says he's seated at the right hand of the Father is that he is established there in authority. Aloha, Tony. Good to see you. One of the members of the School of Manliness. You can go to deepadventure.com if you want to find out more about that. So then the Lord Jesus, after he had spoken to them, was taken up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. Christ's body was glorified at the moment of his resurrection, as proved by the new and supernatural properties it subsequently and permanently enjoys. It's really something that, that Jesus didn't just come to earth for a little while and then shed his earthly body and went back to heaven. He's per, he is permanently all God and all man, and not only that, but remember in his glorified bodies we could see his wounds. Uh, in in heaven, those wounds are still there; those healing wounds are still there. You know, don't you think it'd be something if your wounds healed also? If your wounds had the effect of bringing healing into the world, well, they can. When you feel wounded and you bring that to Jesus and you join him on the cross, you, uh, as St. Paul said, make up for for what was lacking in the sufferings of Christ. Now that confuses people sometimes because, of course, all that Jesus did on the cross and his resurrection was super abundant, as we say in the Catholic Church, beyond what we even needed to have taught for everyone to receive forgiveness. But in that sense, because you are part of the body of Christ, you participate right because you are his part of his body so when you let Christ's healing love uh, flow through your wounds uh, then it, your woundedness uh, brings grace just like Jesus wounds so Jesus in heaven still has his wounds but the but but healing flows from his wounds and healing uh, will flow through your wounds too hey trace where are you today man let us know where you are are you back on the oil? Fields, are you still uh, still at home? But during the 40 days when he eats and drinks familiarly with his disciples and teaches them about the kingdom, his glory remains veiled under the appearance of ordinary humanity. Isn't it cool that we're going to be eating and drinking in heaven, that there really is going to be a marriage supper of the Lamb, and that as Catholics we know how to fast and we know how to feast also. We know how to do both very well. Jesus' final apparition ends with the irreversible entry of his humanity into divine glory. We keep emphasizing, the Catholic Church just keeps emphasizing again and again that Jesus will always remain all God and all men. It's irreversible. Jesus' final apparition ends with the irreversible entry of his humanity into divine glory, symbolized by the cloud and by heaven where he is seated from that time forward at God's right hand. In other words, with him in in, in glory. Only in holy, exceptional, and in a unique way would Jesus show himself to Paul as to one untimely born in a last apparition that established him as an apostle. Oh, I love St. Paul. I've spent a whole two years, maybe longer, just totally studying every book I could get. On Paul, and of course, I loved going uh, on our pilgrimage that we helped lead to uh, in the footsteps of St. Paul. Maybe we'll do it again. The veiled character of the glory of the risen one during this time is intimated in his mysterious words to Mary Magdalene. Listen to this, it's very interesting. His veiled glory. Remember how. Um, Moses, when he came down from the mountains after being with God, he would wear a veil over his head because the glory of God shined from him so strongly. The veiled character of the glory of the risen, I have not yet ascended to the Father, but go to my brethren and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. This indicates a difference in manifestation between the glory of the risen Christ. And that of the Christ exalted at the Father's right hand. So there's one more step for Him after His resurrection, and that's to go to His Father. Christ and that of, and that of Christ exalted to the Father's right hand—a transition mark by a historical and transcendent event of the ascension. This is pretty good stuff, isn't it? The Catholic Church teaches good stuff. It's pretty, pretty like a good piece of uh, Texas steak or maybe it's Louisiana steak the final stage closely linked to be to the first that is to his descent from heaven in the incarnation Uh, only the one who came for the father can return to the father that's Christ Jesus but he when he returns who does he return with are we not part of Jesus Christ body Christ he brings us to the father also so that the love of God the Father and of the, and of the Son for each other uh, fills us with the power of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> no one has ascended into heaven but he who has descended from heaven, the Son of Man. Left to its own natural powers, humanity does not have access to the Father's house, to God's life and happiness. You know, God wants you to be happy. Did you know that? I know uh, in our constitution it says life liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Aristotle believed that we should pursue happiness. Thomas Aquinas, who of course loved Aristotle, believed that we should pursue happiness. It's in our nature to pursue happiness. The problem is sometimes we pursue uh, happiness in wrong ways. First thing is we can desire a bad thing. And our conscience tweaks us when we desire a bad thing. No, no, that's not good, God, unless you're totally uh, given over to a reprobate mind because you've rationalized the sin in your life too much. But there's such a thing as desiring a good thing too much also. For example, I don't know how to say this, but like like a good food, right? You can love something too much. You can desire something too much. you can desire the love of a the the a, you know you see a beautiful woman, you can love that love this beautiful image of God, or you can desire it too much, desire that too much. So, the the uh, the desire for happiness is something God puts in us. But what can you do? You know of anything that you can love? Is there there's one there's one thing that you can you cannot love too much, or desire too much. Let's put it that way. You can't love uh, earthly things. Uh, You can love earthly things too much because they're only finite things. But what if there was an infinite and eternal being that you could love? Wouldn't it be okay to love that person with an infinite uh, love that's just liberated? That's where our happiness is, is in loving and pursuing that personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Only Christ can open to man such access that we... His members might have confidence that we too shall go where he our heart and our source has preceded us our heart I remember when I was a young man when I first experienced the mighty baptism of the Holy Spirit in uh, the charismatic renewal that uh, we started a new covenant community uh, which was what what people did within that movement was start small groups that were committed to each other It was called the New Heart Community, based on the scripture verse that that says, I'll take the heart of stone from your body and give you a heart of flesh. You have the heart of Christ. You have the heart of Christ. The mind, will, and emotion of Christ uh, infusing within you new life, new and right desires, and giving you a heart of flesh. In other words, a soft, rich heart. We love you guys it's gonna be a beautiful day here in in waikiki beach my wife and i got to go uh celebrate her birthday yesterday at the local comedy club just a block down the street here the local comedians are so funny because they nail they just absolutely nail uh, our hawaiian culture <laughs> so funny Maka'inoa inoa o mamakua ke ame ke ohana himalele in the name of the father and of the son of the Holy Spirit. Aloha.